Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm your host, Ty Kersley, and this week we've changed our schedule so we can spend time talking about the mass shootings in Atlanta, Georgia, and Boulder, Colorado. Gag held an action at the New York City Public Library on Wednesday the 24th with human beings representing the lives lost. Paul Rowley will give us a special report from that action, including demands from Gag. And then I will cover how there is more than one definition for a mass shooting and how the press covers them. But first, the in memoriam. We will be reading the names of those killed in Atlanta and in Boulder. We're joined by David Chung, our friend, our fellow activist and fan. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining our radio gag team tonight, David. Yes, sir. Happy to be here with you. So honored to be part of your team. In memoriam. Feng Daoyo, Ackworth, Georgia. Feng Daoyo had only started working at Young's Asian Spa in the past few months. A friend described Daoyo Feng as kind and quiet. Hyun Jung Grant, 51. A devoted single mother to two sons, Hyun was killed at the Gold Massage Spa where she worked. She loved karaoke, dancing, and clubs. <sighs> Kim Zunja, from Atlanta, Georgia, a grandmother who enjoyed line dancing in her spare time. She lived at the Gold Spa and helped with meals and laundry for employees. Park Soon Jung, Soon worked at the Gold Spa and had moved to Atlanta from New York. Tan Xiaojie from Ackworth, Georgia. The owner of Young's Asian Spa was just two days away from her 50th birthday. Friends and customers called Tan by her American name, Emily, and was described as a generous, kind-hearted woman. Yu Young A, a licensed yes. massage therapist who had been laid off in the pandemic and had recently restarted her work at the Aromatherapy Spa. She loved to share home-cooked Korean food, karaoke, with friends and family. Delena Ashley Yan, 33 years old, from Ackworth, Georgia. Yan and her husband had gone to Young's Asian Spa for a couple's massage. Married less than a year, they have two children, a teenage son, and an eight-month-old baby daughter. Her husband was not injured. Paul Andre Michaels, 54. Ackworth, Georgia. Michaels was finishing some maintenance work at Young's Asian Spa. He was a veteran. His brother shared that Michaels was a gun owner, a Catholic, and a staunch Republican. Eric Talley, 51 years old, Boulder, Colorado. An 11-year veteran of the Boulder Police Department, Officer Talley was the first on the scene and fatally shot. He was the father of seven children and was learning to be a drone operator. Trelana Bartkowiak, 49, Boulder, Colorado. Friends called her Lana B, an incredible artist who cared so much about the community. She ran the store Umba Love, dedicated to boosting and supporting local artists. 
Recently engaged, she will be missed by many. Suzanne Fountain, 59 years old, from Boulder, Colorado. Neighbors knew Suzanne as a prolific gardener, always willing to share her freshly grown produce. An actress in the 1990s, she started a business in 2018 to advise people turning 65 about how to apply for Medicare. Terry Liker, 51 years old, Boulder, Colorado. Terry was a CU Boulder super fan, a kind soul, and one of the nicest people you could ever meet. She worked at King Supers, as do many special needs workers. The loss to her community will be hard for many to comprehend. Kevin Mahoney, 61 years old, from Boulder, Colorado. Erica Mahoney an, at NPR member station KAZU shared the news of her father's death. She reminisced how he walked her down the aisle last summer, but would not be here to meet his soon-to-be-born granddaughter. Lynn Murray, 62 years old, Boulder, Colorado. Lynn was a former photo editor and survived by two children. I just want her to be remembered as this amazing, amazing comet, spending 62 years flying across the sky, Mr. McKenzie said. Ricky Olds, 25 years old, from Boulder, Colorado. The hardworking supermarket manager was genuinely friendly with a bubbly personality and could fill the room with her laughter. She loved to hike. Nevin Stanisic, 23 years old, Boulder, Colorado. Nevin had been fixing Starbucks coffee machines inside the supermarket. When leaving, he was shot and killed in the parking lot. The son of Serbian refugees, Nevin was born in the U.S. Danny Strong, just 20 years old, from Boulder, Colorado. Danny enjoyed hunting. He was a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment who also believed in strengthening particular gun regulations to avoid mass shootings. He dreamed of becoming a pilot. Jody Waters, 65 years old, Boulder, Colorado. Waters was a longtime Boulder resident, worked and owned a boutique. She was well known for her style and fashion. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Once again, you're listening to WBAI. This is Radio Gag, the Gaze Against Gun Show. And now a special report from Paul Rowley on Gag's action last week. It's our response to the mass shootings in Atlanta and Boulder. March 24th, New York City. Gays Against Guns members assemble at the New York Public Library at Bryant Park to honor the victims of the Atlanta and Boulder, Colorado mass shootings. Gays Against Guns co-founder, J.W. Walker. We're here right now at the New York Public Library, and in the last seven days, our country has seen seven mass shootings. The two worst, most deadly ones were the shootings in the Atlanta area that were targeting Asian women working at massage spas, and the mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado at the King Supers supermarket that killed 10. The rain was coming down in torrents as activists assembled. They donned white robes and veils to cover their faces 
and each one held a placard in their hands. On each placard, a photograph of one of the victims, their name, their age, and a few short lines about their life, often words of loved ones, those who remember them. Yu Yong-e, she was uh, one of the therapists at the Roma Therapy Spa. Um, she loved to pump up Korean food, karaoke with friends and family. My mom loved to do the same things as well. I asked several of the activists why they had come out in such a brutal rainy night and what it meant for them to stand in silence holding these placards of these lives lost. Artist, lecturer and activist, Jung Sung Han. You know, the events that unfolded, especially in Atlanta last week, uh, really, I felt it really deeply uh, because I felt there, there, there was this intersection between um, violence against women, queer people, the Asian community um, that isn't new but has been escalating in the last uh, year during the pandemic. And I just wanted to make sure that someone that looked like the victims was representing them, um, especially um, someone holding one of their portraits and someone that understood what it feels like to go through that kind of um, racism, hatred, bigotry, um, and the violence um, perpetrated by guns. It reminded me of when queer community was affected during Pulse and there's other um, communities like Latinos, uh, black and brown community that have faced similar threats uh, due to math, mass shootings, uh, you know, white killers. Um, so, you know, as much as I'm here to participate, I feel like it's a way for me to process my own feelings, uh, process my own fear, and uh, just, um, yeah, just, just be present and feel for everything that's happening in our country. Um, I think it is important to um, spend time with their names, to, put, to put, put it out there so that other people are aware of what's happening, to let the families know that we're thinking about them, that we care. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking about right now. As the rain continued to pour, these human beings, ghostly figures in white, assembled up and down the steps of the library in a beautiful and profoundly moving tableau. Radio Gag host, Sarah Germain Lilly. This gentleman, Paul Andres Michels, 54, he was one of the uh, workers at the spa. And he was just a repairman who was there to repair that day in Atlanta. And he lost his life. Educator and social worker Dana Cotton holds a placard for Lynn Murray, a 62-year-old former photo editor whose life was taken in Boulder. It doesn't say it here, but she works for Instacart. And one of the things that she wanted to do in her retirement was to help people. And she felt being an Instacart shopper, she was able to help people. Gaze Against Guns member Vicky Klein. Well, I'm totally against guns, any kind of violence to other human beings. And I think it's a way of honoring uh, uh, people that have been killed by gun violence. I think that to be able to represent that person is very important because they become much realer. You know, this was a human being just like you and I, who had a life and family, and then for no fault of their own, they were murdered. 
So, yeah, I think it's a very, very powerful demonstration. I asked Gays Against Guns co-founder J.W. Walker what we can do to help end this epidemic. There are seven pending pieces of gun control legislation right now. Two have recently passed in the House. They're around issues surrounding background checks. There is legislation uh, to once again ban assault weapons. Uh, we had that for 10 years, from 1994 until 2004, when the Congress under President George W. Bush allowed it to expire. And we have seen something like an over 200% increase in mass shootings using semi-automatic uh, assault weapons since that, since that ban expired. And so we as Gays Against Guns demand that all of those bills see floor votes in both houses of Congress. If you don't want to see your grocery store or your movie theater or your nightclub or your church sent into just a horror of violence, we want you to call your representatives, call your senators, demand that they vote on this legislation. This event took place three years to the day after March for Our Lives went to D.C. to protest the Parkland shootings. I asked Gays Against Guns co-founder John Grauweiler where he feels the movement is today. So it's been three years to the day since March for Our Lives, a day of national action. Each year, on average, 40,000 Americans die. Two-thirds of those are owed to suicide, one-third to homicide. Three years, that means three years to this day, on average. That is 120,000 people who have died in three years. Think about that. Science tells us, data tells us that actually those numbers are only going to increase. I could very well be here, though I pray to God I'm not five years from now, and I can tell you that 200,000 people will have died five years from now. I can even tell you that 250,000 people have died five years from now. This is the reality of our country, and it's not going to get any better. In fact, it's actually going to get much worse. But until we collectively, like as a nation, decide to do something, and we do that consistently, we're just waiting for the next mass shooting to happen. So we need people to actually take a stand. We need everyone, and we need a commitment to ending this. We need an action, concrete action, whether it's honoring victims, whether you're out in the street, or you're unapologetically fighting the gun lobby. That's how we're gonna save lives. You can watch a video of this action on the Gays Against Guns Instagram page, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. On Facebook, Gays Against Guns NYC. On Instagram, Gays Against Guns NY. On Twitter, Gag No Guns. Or on YouTube, just search for Gays Against Guns. Gays Against Guns wants to thank WBAI for helping us reduce gun violence through our show, Radio Gag. Right now, Radio Gag has a special premium when you become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. 
we will send you a copy of Whose Right Is It? The Second Amendment and the Fight Over Guns by Hannah Baramovich. Or Grace Will Lead Us Home by Pulitzer Prize winning author Jennifer Barry Haas. When you make a donation of $25 or more, go to give numeral to wbai.org. That's give to wbai.org or call 516-620-3602. That's give to wbai.org or call 516-620-3602. Thank you. You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun Show, here on listener-sponsored, commercial-free radio, WBAI. We are here every Tuesday at 2.30, bringing you the latest in gun violence prevention movement news. I wanted to go over this article in The Trace. It says, the way we think about mass shootings ignores many black victims. The article explains that in the days following the mass shootings in Atlanta and Boulder, There were a lot of headlines saying things like gun carnage returns and is this what a return to normal looks like? Uh, Even former President Barack Obama put a statement out on Twitter saying that the moment was a reoccurrence of a phenomenon the pandemic had stalled. Uh, A once in a century pandemic cannot be the only thing that slows mass shootings in this country. But mass shootings only slowed under a commonly used but restrictive definition that leaves out most mass casualty incidents. When defined as incidents in which four or more people were shot in a public or private space, there were more mass shootings in 2020 than in any of the previous years for which data is kept, according to the Gun Violence Archive, a nonprofit we use as a source that tracks gun violence. Last year saw more than 600 mass shootings, almost double the average of the previous five years. This trend has continued into 2021 with more than 100 such shootings to date. There was a shooting in Charlotte, North Carolina in June of last year where the gunman fired more than 200 rounds into a crowded block party, killing four and injuring five others. Two months later, in Washington, D.C., multiple shooters fired into another neighborhood block party, killing one and injuring 21. In January of this year, gunfire erupted during a basketball game at a public park in Miami, injuring eight. None of these shootings prompted multi-day news cycles or condolences from former presidents, but they were just as devastating to local communities as the shootings in Boulder or Atlanta doing the same kind of damage to residents' sense of safety in public spaces. The article ends by saying, by overlooking violence that happened in majority black communities over the past year, news organizations send an implicit signal about which forms of violence legislators and the broader public should mobilize to stop. The most dangerous part about this is that news coverage has the unique ability to prioritize policy and action.
Well, that's all we have time for today. To find out more about working with us, please go to gazeagainstguns.net or follow us at gazeagainstgunsny on Facebook and Instagram or gag no guns on Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our website to learn more about our gag chapters located nationwide, like in Orlando, L.A., D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, and P-Town. You can also come to a meeting. Uh, New York meets every other Thursday at 7 p.m. online this Thursday. April 1st is our next meeting. We will be planning all kinds of great actions and protests. So join us. Everyone is welcome at any and all gag events. Another great way to get involved is by becoming a WBAI buddy. A WBAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique volunteer-run radio show going by giving a small donation every month. Uh, That can really help keep us on air here at WBAI and bring you this show every week. Just go to WBAI.org and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Thanks for listening, and we are back next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows anytime on the WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. I want to thank everyone who contributed to this show, Sarah Jermaine Lilly and David Chung, for their work on the In Memoriam. And, of course, the special report from Paul Rowley from the gag action um, last week. All of the photos and the video of our action is on our Facebook page and Instagram. You can see photos of our human beings holding placards for the lives lost in Atlanta and in Boulder. And please check out our human beings page on Facebook where we honor all lives lost to gun violence. We need to work together to end gun violence in this country, not just when there's news around a mass or high profile shooting. There are citizens in this country that live with gun violence in their communities every day. The underserved communities in our nation live in a mass shooting every day. It's just in slow motion. Once again, we are leaving you with our fabulous political singing quartet, Sing Out Louise. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
We're gonna take your gun! 